Winging it with Pena and Rico. What's this, 15th episode, Dave? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, 15th episode. We've got our first double act in today. Uh, Steve Coles and Eric Jordan. Two legends that I play with at Western League Football um, when I started as a kid. So, Steve, Eric, welcome. Thanks very much. Can yeah. I just ask, why are we the 15th? Why weren't we the first? <laughs> because we have better people first. That's fair enough. All right. Eric, we know where we stand. <laughs> It's good to be here, but good to see both of you again after a long time. Yeah. So let's start with your playing career, Steve. Just run through quickly because more clubs than Jack Nicholas. Was that fair to say? Oh, right, Tony. <laughs> okay, Tony. I've got a few memoirs of you, Tony, which I may bring up later on. Um, I, I really was playing local football in Bristol, and then I got married and moved to Yate and was playing for Yate Town in the what was the county league. And I, unbeknown to me, Dave Stone from Welton Rovers was watching. Um, and after that, he signed me, and I then signed for Welton Rovers, right. um, which was 74, I think. Yeah. And very lucky I got into a side, and we won the championship that year. So I stayed there um, and moved on, and I moved on. I played for Froome for a bit. Um, um, Clandown, Town, and I think it was, I was manager at Town Reserves, then managed the first team for a bit and then decided that I'd had enough yeah. because A, I had a few injuries, but I was getting on a bit as well. So I do your disservice when I say you have more clubs than Jack Nicholas. Well, but also, were, you were at Norwich? No, no, no. Ron Ville, who was the Norwich manager, it was Leicester. Leicester. I went to Leicester. You know, I, I was a, a young lad from Bristol, got spotted by Leicester, went up to Leicester on trial and thought I was the bee's knees and suddenly found out that actually we weren't the bee's knees from Bristol. And uh, I'm basically told by the manager who was, I forget, Amaculous, yeah. that you're better off pursuing your job than you are a career <laughs> in football. <laughs> so I got on the train and came back home. Yeah. Eric, so your playing days? Um, well, I left school when I was 15 and uh, went to Clandown playing in the youth team. Played probably 10 or 12 games in the first team when they were short in them days, really. Um, following year, I went to Welton with, uh, when Arnold Rogers was there. Played three years in the reserves, won the league or three times and they won the Western League. So, Welton, the, Welton won the Premier League, Western League? We did, yeah. Yeah, and... Is that the same? Well, won the, the Premier, uh, the Western League, three years on the trot. Yeah, right. And I played for the reserves. Right. Um, and we won the Somerset Senior League right. over those three years. Um, from there, I went back to Porton. Um, through that, that is early 70s. Yeah. There was only one Western League then, though, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 Not, not Premier, just the Western League. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Western yeah. League. Yeah. We've discussed it again yeah. previous on previous episodes. You know, the Western League was proper then. The yeah. Western League now is, I can't use the word, but it's not the best. Mm. I think the, tr the trouble was that the, the FA created too many leagues. Mm. They added league after league after league, and suddenly you found, you know, um, when I was playing, there was one division in the Western League, there were probably only two in the Somerset Senior, and so you really had quality players playing who came out the league mm. in, certainly in the Western League yeah. and then you had another league and another league and you suddenly found actually sort of when I began managing that the, the Western League Division 1 
was no better than the Somerset Senior was when, when I played. So did you play together at well? No. No, he couldn't get in the side. <laughs> no, he did say oh, he was in the reserves. reserves. No, what it was, they told me he was coming, so I said, I'm going back to Horton. I and said, I, I, I am, won't get kicked. Up, so. I am younger than him, so we're probably from a different era. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just played through, and then I played like Porton and up and down, went back to Welton a couple of times and that sort of thing. But um, so your clan thing really then, was it your your connection? And then that's where it, yeah. that's where we came together. Do you know what's funny? Because today I actually spoke to somebody who was at clan name with you, and he told me to mention it. You all know him, Pete Brimble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said, "Tell if you could see the look on said, Steve Coles' face at the moment." He said, "Tell Steve he scarred me for life." He said, "He dropped me." He said, "Is it Bernie? Bernie? Some of centre forward? Bernie Williams?" Bernie Williams. He said, and this is Pete's where he said, "Great centre forward, scored a lot of goals, but he got injured. Tend to get injured." He said, "I got bought in, scored a few goals, and then I got dropped." <laughs> he said, "And this is Pete's where he said, but it was Cleveland Town's game <laughs> when he left Clan Lane to go to." Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Pete, can I just say, if you're listening, ask, you listening. Your, ask your brother Nigel about my management skills, okay? And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a family. And um, I was fortunate enough when we were at Clandang to play with Mike as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. player, Mike. Yeah. yeah. So, the Clandang... Let's, no, let's stay on Welton, because... That is some achievement to win the Western League mm. three years mm. on the bounce, isn't mm. it? You know, oh, it? yeah, that, at that time, yeah, especially really, because like you said, they were, they were nearly high percentage of the players, really, were oh, league pros, really. Yeah. Um, so, some players. Jeff Elliott played? Well, yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a claim to fame, and I like to keep uh-huh. my fame under the bush, but I'm one of the only people to have played and managed the champion and won the championship, which was played in the Welton Riverside, and then of course I managed the Welton side. Yeah. So yeah, I had Jeff Elliott. So uh, we went through the team, um, and the team we had Simon Wellington at fullback. We had Malcolm the Welton Riverside was Malcolm Norman in goal, Wellington Dave Stone, Keithy Watkins in midfield was Jeff Elliott, myself and Trevor Rhodes. And up front was dear Kelvin Granger, uh, Colin Calloway, and Ian Edgerson. Yeah. And I have to say, we were not the best side in in the league. But Dave Stone, um, who really was the person who I modelled my career on, because he always wanted to play football. But socially, we were absolutely fantastic, and that's what that's what won us the league ahead of well, the team spirit. The oh, teams, that's what we said a lot of oh. time. Oh. The team spirit is yeah. massive. Makes hell of a yeah. And Dave Stone was very good at that. And you know, when you've got the likes of Colin Calloway in the side and Trevor Rhodes and those, that's where your humour comes from and you enjoy playing. So, you know, you, you do, when you're down, you know everybody's fighting together. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Now, we, we've said that and I was brought up on it, um, you know, clan there. Um, we went to Bath City and they had a good team spirit before mm. I went there with the Southern League winning side and it's just continued and I think that's such an important part and mm. you listen to the Man United you know the Nevilles and the Butts and all them they all say exactly the same so yeah, yeah it is, it's, it's an important part of it and so the social side I, well we still miss it now the banter and the dressing rooms don't we so it's, it's what it is so 
I'm going to say the story about Ian Henderson for the for the clan name days. So, Dave Stone, Express to Rovers played at the back. His sense of humour was so dry, um, but used to always want to play football. Never ever uh, wanted to hump the ball up the pitch. And you know, if you had a front three of Callaway, Henderson, and Granger, you knew you were going to score goals. Yeah. So, um, and then you go in the bar after, and and the story I tell is is my first game was against Tiverton Town. So they signed me probably ten games in, five ten games in, and was at Tiverton Town. And we went down there. Callaway turned up in his sunbeam rapier and his boat. And up to that point, I hadn't drunk. So I'd never touched alcohol. So we won, we go in the bar after, and so Callaway's at the, at the bar, and he said, what are you all having? So I looked up and he said, what are you having? So I said, an orange juice and lemonade. And he said, not where you're playing in this team. So I had a pint of lager, and of course the rest is, the rest is, the rest is history, the cars turned over our history. But that was my first time, and that was when I got really used to team spirit yeah. and what team spirit meant that if you had team spirit, you could get the best out of players. Mm. So that's what you try to do then when you went to management. Oh, I, always. Yeah. And as I said, I, I think we we were lucky enough, apart from P Pete Brimble, that I had players that wanted to play for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and because I was that sort of manager, you know, I was... Well, I think Pete wanted to play, but you didn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at that time, we... We had a, uh, a team of, of good good players that probably could be on the fringe of even, say, like playing in the top side of that league at the time, really, don't you think? Yeah. You know, and, and it just kind of worked together because of that friendship and, and like you say, the well, yeah. banter. And, Hang on. And, you know, we, we've said this time and time again, but you had, at that time, you had Western League, Southern League, Football league, mm. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there was yeah. no conference. Conference was what yeah. seventy nine days, yeah, yeah, yeah. seventy nine, yeah. And yeah. um, so, yeah. you know, the standard you were playing at, yeah. you know, is the equivalent now of, you know, conference yeah. South. Yeah. Three, I mean, I've got to be honest. Three, a lot of those names, I've heard the names, but I don't really know them. Do you know what I mean? But I still, you know, I mean, I got a few of those with friends. I think on Facebook, you've yeah, mm. you know. But they've just here are the names, and you, you know. The glowing terms you sort of say about them. Yeah. Well, they must have been some players. Yeah. They, they yeah. were. And of yeah. course, we had an absolutely brilliant bloke and a manager, which was Terry Gillard. Mm. Um, now, the reason I played at Clandown, because I didn't know Clandown from Adam, was Terry Gillard. You know, I met him in the car park and he immediately, there, there is an aura about him. And there always was. And, and there always will be. But, but you, uh, what I was saying about you want to play for people, mm. you want to play for Terry. And he got together a few mischievous characters like Keith Huggins, Colin Goatley, yeah, yeah, Colin Goatley, Robin yeah. Thornell, yeah. you know, and, and, and in turn, Matt Cooper. Yeah. And yeah. what he was able to do was mould us together, whereas individually, but moulded us together. And he had the other guy sort of in the shadow getting a few, the, the one that I said. Roger Smells. Roger Smells. Yeah. Um, he kind of had him a little bit because yeah. I always thought like as I said that you you came through through him it, really. I did but, um, I think for Brussels based teams as well Clandang was a, a hard place to go again yeah. Yeah. with the slope yeah. as well yeah, yeah. we used to say oh Clandang yeah. this is when I look at me Rob's yeah. days and stuff yeah. Yeah. you ain't going to get much up there 
So yeah, um, yeah I think you played well to your yeah <laughs> to your you know your plus points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there again, we were training one night, and suddenly we had this seventeen-year-old kid come from Peace Down St John. <laughs> And we nicknamed him Bambi very quickly yeah. because he was like Bambi on ice. And and look at him now because when he and when Tony started in there, that's exactly what he was. Looked very awkward and but turned into such a brilliant player. And then ended up modelling. But did he ever tell you the time he raced across the car park and ran into the wire fence? Oh God! Well, you know what Tony's like. Tony's very competitive and wants to beat everybody. So he decided to have this race in Clandown's car park with. Not even Mike Ratcliffe. Mike Ratcliffe. Mike Ratcliffe. So we're we're all stood by the by the by the dressing rooms. Suddenly, go. So they go off. So Tony runs. Of course, Tony's winning. And suddenly, didn't realise that there was a wire fence in there. And he ran straight in to the wire fence. No, I stopped. Mickey Ratcliffe. Oh, is it Mickey? Mickey's in the fence and ended up in hospital. Your name's probably in the fence. Yeah. He was two yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those were days. And Terry Giller signed me, and uh, I'll be eternally grateful you know, all my days. And um, yeah, rest in peace, mate. Well, they look alright. What's going on these days? Because oh yeah, yeah, in the old days, another well, it was like a miners. It was like a yeah. miners thing as well. Like in in the the original days. I think that's the first crime I've ever been to is like, like playing for Robinsons yeah. and teams like that. Yeah. That you got abuse at was uh, peace down. Yeah. And a little stand on the side. That's right. There. Still and there. You, and you go out there and all you get is yeah. abuse. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. this? Yeah. You know what I mean, that's yeah. enough of this at home. Yeah. 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 And you and in them days you get like back when I started, I played at Trowbridge um, on a midweek game. Because their reserve side was in the league that Clandem were in then, when I was like 15. Um, and it was the Wilts, Comp, Wilts Premier. And uh, we played up there, um, and uh, they had a few stars up there. And, and it was the same, but one of the ladies, Trumper Gulliford's wife, I think it was. <laughs> Trumper who? Trumper Gulliford. <laughs> she can be a green. <laughs> On with her umbrella. <laughs> Having none of it. Whack, whack, whack. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there's me 15-year-old thinking, what have I come to, really? Yeah. You know? yeah. I think there was rivalry in all those yeah. clubs that rang there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. well important. Uh, all the time there was... And I, oh, I and Radstock. Radstock. I went to Wellman as well. I ended up managing there about 15 years ago, at the of the time. Mm. Yeah. Through from bottom, I think we were. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he took him down. Some of us are kind of <laughs> management, Dave, and others aren't. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we... The story I remember about Clandown is Ian Henderson. Remember, we were playing and it was cold. It was blizzard-like. Hypothermia. The hyper. We talked yeah. about that coming up. Yeah. In the yeah. Now you, you had to to get to know Ian. That and and for those that are listening, Ian Henderson was the most unlikeliest-looking footballer that you ever saw. And if you saw him walking in the street, you wouldn't think he could kick a ball or head a ball. And yet he was one of the most prolific goal scorers at any level yeah, but era, yeah. but just did not look did not dress no. did not act like a footballer but when when he, he was on the pitch he was brilliant you, do you want to carry on the, the hypothermia because we well yeah as i remember at that occasion really i think that was the first bank holiday may day and we played bridgewater and he came off at half time 
and he was absolutely shaking, like, you know. And Bob Curtis said, come on, young and you'll, you'll be all right. Got to get back out there. Got to get back out there. And Bob was pushing him out the door, and he was, he was almost like he was going to die. But he got through it somehow or other. What, it was cold? Oh, freezing cold. Well, on a May day. On a May but day. Clan, clan the first down is cold whenever you go there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the wind's blowing. Yeah. If the yeah. wind's blowing, anything, yeah. yeah, 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 and that's how that was that day. Yeah. From what I can remember of it, hypothermia. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. suffer from yeah. hypothermia. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't go out second half. No, Bob was still trying to get him out through the door. Bob Curtis, that is one of the old stalwarts. So talking Clandown, I got to mention Colin Gooley. He scores some goals, didn't he? I remember probably. Well, in, in my opinion, should have played league football, should have played higher, but Colin, due to his persona and laid-back attitude, just didn't, didn't want it, did he? As no. I have, some, I have some stories about Cornwall, which will stay uh, in, in, Cornwall. in Cornwall for the time being. But for me, Colin, <coughs> if, to epitomise Colin, we played Shepton Mallet, and playing left-back was Brian Drysdale, who'd come out of the city... Um, so you've got a, a pro playing left back for Shepton Mallet, kicking down the slope. I think in the end, Brian wanted to go off because Colin Goatley had the most magnificent game, turned him inside out, outside in, and it was the best display I've ever seen against somebody as good as because Brian was a brilliant yeah, player. Yeah. But, but yeah. Goaters that day, um, but Goaters had to be in the mood, and if he wasn't in the mood, you know, he'd get the ball. And, Chip it hard, but he yeah, was. He was like that, isn't there? But he was in the mood far off more often because yeah. he was. He was. I think he was released by Bristol City, so he came with a but very young, but came with a good pedigree, and of course, he was a social lad. You know. Mm. Well, he, he he went to um, he went to Preston, I think, Did didn't he? he, for a trial when Bobby Charlton was yeah, man, Bobby manager Charlton, there, yeah. and because uh, Colin's little thing was that. Um, they were they'd been training and he was in the in the car with Bobby Charlton and he needed some fuel and he got out and anyway he didn't have his wallet or anything and he said to the guy on the because they used to come out and work pumps, pumps yeah. in them days not and uh, he came out and he said um, he said uh, I've got my wallet with me he said well, you can't have any petrol then and he said you know who I am he said I don't care who you are if you ain't got any money, you can't have any petrol. And that was the end oh, of it. Job. And that was Goater's little story because yeah. he was sat in the back, you know. Yeah. But yeah, trem a tremendous player who carried on for a long time. He went to Clevedon United, yeah, he did. which yeah. was his local, and it did wonders there. I mean, he was a good bloke. And we, he played well into his 40s, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Good bloke. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he certainly had. Uh, do you know what? Just changing subject slightly, I was listening to the radio today, and they've got the England over seventies team now. So have you got your boots, Steve? Well, now <laughs> if I can just tell you, it's true. Over seventies, yeah. They're I'm streaming it live tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Well, I've just started <laughs> walking football again. Yeah. So because I live in a village near Yeovil, about two years ago, I played walking football, and I found too many people ran, and I didn't like yeah. that because if you're going to play, you yeah. play properly. Well. My brother-in-law asked me whether I'd go and play at Westlands, so I played, and I've been now going for a couple of weeks. But a couple of the boats that play actually play for England 
over his 70s walking football. Didn't um, Bobby Charlton's brother play, and that was a big thing on the TV about a year or so ago. And it is Bobby yeah, Charlton's brother, like, yeah. the, the next one to get capped for England, yeah. and his was walking football. Yeah. yeah. So I've already measured my head. It's six <laughs> and seven mates. <coughs> when that cap comes along, there's a bit out there. Talking about walking football, I, I got a run. I can't, I can't help I think it's a run. Tell me, you played walking football at Clandam. That ball's a couple of yards away, you want to get there before the other. Ch- yeah, it must yeah. be in your head. And it's just instinctive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Running yeah. And, and the trouble is, there is people like that, and mm. sometimes that spoils it. You don't mind the occasional, yeah. but you know, I just think they all keep it to age groups. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I played when they were 35 for years, and in the end, we were 55, mm. and they were 36. Yeah. And that is a massive yes. difference, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. we, we can play keep ball, keep the ball. If they hit a ball over the top, then yeah. you've lost. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I just think if they keep the age groups, like you said, yeah, in, over in, 70s, in, in 60, over 65, over 60s, mm. yeah, and then it yeah. just keeps everyone competitive but yeah. on the same playing field, basically. I, I used to play in the over 35s, and then the war came. I had to go off and <laughs> serve. What, the first? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Dave! Sharp as you're attacking there, David, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, they give me a clue, you took a bit of chariot <laughs> Were we, were we meant to be abused on this? I thought that was taboo, really. That, that's what we were told before, Derek. <laughs> if that's the Yellow way they want to play, yeah. Yellow card. <laughs> so, talking about players, Eric, who gave you the most trouble back in the day? Well, you played centre-half, didn't you? Yeah. Or sweeper yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, um, probably, um, I'd say... The one that finished me at thinking I was ever going to be any good was I went to Swindon for a trial and played against a chap that had come from Chelsea uh, that they bought and he was in their youth team and he just he just ran around me like I didn't exist and I thought this isn't for me really so I'm not going to do anything really. But, I can't remember his name. Uh, Dennis Brown I think. Dennis Brown. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I'm going back yeah. you know. Uh, a long, long time because I was only 15. It's interesting, it's interesting just to see the players where they go. And you know, when you mentioned some players you played up against, you know, and then they yeah. go on. And yeah. Play, yeah, I played against him when he yeah. was 16. Oh, so, yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's that's the thing, isn't yeah. it, really? You see some of them and on, on there now, and you, you think, oh, I played against him. Tony Kello was another one yeah. mm. uh, for Falmouth. Mm-hmm. He, he was a bit special, really, because he went on and Exeter and I think he went somewhere else. Yeah, he played league football. Yeah, yeah, he did. Really, he was a bit of a handful, really. But yeah. Um, yeah. And Steve, same question for you. Well, we in the Western League in the early days, there were the there were the reserve teams, and I remember going down to it was either Torquay United or it was Bournemouth, and and Tech McDougall playing the striker that was Bournemouth it was Bournemouth we went to Bournemouth well there we are and, yeah. and it was and of course then we were fairly naive but he knew all the tricks of the trade um, so he did and of course John Charles and I would tell you I played against John Charles but the one that used to give me the most I didn't like playing was Jago that used to oh, play yeah. Uh, yeah Andy Jago Andy Jago now Andy Jago um, was Exmouth um, and a few other clubs around there. Yeah, but he did start. I think he started. A, but he was uh, the most ball physical ball player. Ball yeah, and yeah. I, and I'm not a physical player. Right. Yeah. He, he yeah. was his, He was so physical that he would clobber you whether yeah. you had the. And I used yeah. to really not enjoy. And he, there aren't many other players that have given me that much hassle. 
that, you know, I used to worry when I got the ball that Jago was somewhere close because he would take me out and yeah. and yeah. so so and honestly, he'd just grin, wouldn't he? Yeah. Or he wouldn't just say much. But skill there aren't there aren't many that really I worry you know, whenever I played against somebody, I worried that much about them because I think I've been lucky that I've played in good sides mm. and, and so therefore, you know, I knew as a team, you know, we yeah, were that kind we, of helped the load like yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we could do with most sides. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Dave. We've been accused of having a few hatchet men on here, haven't we? Yeah. And most yeah. of our guests have been hatchet men. <laughs> um, I gotta say that these two, Eric Jordan and Steve Coles, were footballers even back then, um, and played even the game. Even back then, what does that mean? <laughs> even back then. But we say that about us, Steve, back then. Well, I mean, yeah, but we're even back back then. <laughs> we're not just back then. But, Eric and I are back back. But then. you know, it's funny because I've played. Like, I was in Nelsie probably when I was fifty. Yeah, you know? mm. and some of these lads are twenty one, mm. or if if that, mm. and I still see them now. They're in their early thirties, whatever. So I, if I live to 80, 90, they're only going to be fifty. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's massive generations. Oh, yes. you know? yeah. I mean, they're yeah. younger than my kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is like you said. You play with different. It's like Sunday football was a yeah. great one, isn't it? You yeah. play. I mean, I play Sunday football like you did. And you play, you know, at 40, 45, and there's young kids, and you get fathers and sons, don't you? Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that, and there, and then people look at you and say, cool, he ain't much now. And you think, hang on a minute, <laughs> I'm 45. It was all right when I was 25. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have to say that when I played Sunday football, probably the top four or five Sunday league sites in Bristol were the equivalent of Western League. Yeah. They yeah. were equivalent of Western League with players, and they were equivalent with with skill but in um, Bristol you had a strong league yes itself, yeah. didn't you? what you was the team what was the um, top team back then well so the, the, so the top teams were Len Breyer yeah, yeah. Russ and Myers they were um, the Pack Horse they were yeah. the Penpole from Lawrence Weston yeah Rediffusion Bemster Down which yeah, was my side um, and those five was that with the Trout the Dave Trout that yeah, well, the two brothers yeah, yeah Dave and Jeff yeah, yeah yeah they came all the way through but that was Sunday morning that was such a strong yeah such a strong Gary, Gary Jacobs was he there as well Gary, I think Gary was our centre forward yeah Gary, yeah I remember him most players good players played on a Sunday then didn't they uh, yeah yeah whereas well yeah. the story of our, our, our league probably wouldn't go out in the sticks, if you like, really. But I didn't play much Sunday football. No. Because I, I really um, enjoyed my Saturday football. Yeah. And I wanted to play in the best football I could or given a chance to do. So for me, I concentrated really on, on the Saturday. I used games. to love Sunday football because you met up with other players who used to be at different clubs. Yeah. And sometimes you didn't, even, you didn't know how they got on. We never had the mobile phones and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And you meet on a Sunday yeah. morning from that. Yeah. They played for World yeah. and some of them. Yeah. How did you get on? They played for Batwell. Yeah. And then you all get together yeah. and you might have eight, just eight of them on the Saturday. Yeah. But you were mates again on the Sunday, which yeah. I found brilliant. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. And I think it was a very, very competitive league. And for 90 minutes, you had a, a battle in it could be quite verbal but you were all the best of mates yeah. and it was really and it was a, a really good league and because as Eric said Bristol was a strong league I so I enjoyed playing a strong league Saturday but also a yes. strong league on mm. Sunday yeah. mm. and then I did two hours in the pub did, did, you have, did you have a restriction <laughs> did you have a restriction on the player because like no. out or uh, the leagues that you know, I had available if you like. You could only have two senior players. 
No, everybody no. else were junior. No, I think you did if you played in cup games in lower levels and stuff, yeah. didn't you? But, but you actually—it was a senior league. Yeah, yeah. and so you yeah. finished yeah. the game. So then, you played with yeah. with better players, really. Yeah. Whereas, like out there, you know, you 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 were limited really by the two the two mean, senior player. We were based we were based at the Cross Hands, which is on the way out to Bristol Airport at Bomber Bermondsey Down, and as Dave said, is that you, so pop? Yeah, the yeah. We used to used to kick off at past ten, mm-hmm. so hour and a half took you to twelve o'clock. Then all the way back to the cross hands, and I can tell you, and they will remain nameless, but wives have turned up with dinner at about three o'clock <laughs> and put it in the door like that because that was all part of Sunday football. Yeah, that was part of Sunday football. Yeah. 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 Of Sunday yeah. football. So you, you know, and because we were all local, and all the teams were local, like the Packers were all around right. the Netham. So yeah. you only walked home and. Good times, good times, different times as well, you know, um, with, with, you know, being able to play. So, Steve, you've got a bit of a story about a manager? Yeah, and, and I, you did say earlier on today you haven't managed very much, have you, Eric? And, and, Eric, and Eric was managing Clandown for some reason. Why were you managing? Had I resigned another time? Is that about my sixth resignation or something? Um, was this the first time we... I did it. I did it twice, didn't I? But you I sat me twice. No, no, I only sat <laughs> once. So, top bits of the Muppets, isn't it? So, <laughs> so we're we're playing in 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 those days. We, we used to do the Cornwall sides on a weekend. So we used to do Saltash on a Saturday and Falmouth on Sunday, yeah. or the other way around. Well, I was very loyal to my Sunday side because the manager was a chap called Bill Hall, who I'd grown up with, and he ran the side in. And so we played on a Saturday, and I said to Eric, I'm going back to Bristol to play on a Sunday morning. And he said, no, you're not, you know. So anyway, I drove back and played on a Sunday morning. And then I picked up the phone to Eric to, to talk about <laughs> something. And, he, and I was living in a flat in Clifton then. Um, and he just, I said to me, what, is it training or in the week? He said, no, you're sacked. <laughs> Brutal. And that was it. That was it. There was no arm around your shoulder. So I, th- I think I just went into the middle of Clifton and just said, oh, well, that was it. But mm. considering that, we've been friends for, God knows how many years. For, um, for, forever and a day. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and that's because, yeah. you know, he, he's, a, he's another good bloke, a part of that, that squad, and we've kept in touch. And, and we have similar ideas about how football should be played. Um, but yeah, so I was sacked. It's the only time I've ever been sacked. I've been I've been sub once, and that was by the window man from Clandown. <laughs> oh, Brian! Um... Who took over yeah, the, Brian... the window man? Just because he had a bit of money, he thought he could sub. Yeah, him. yeah. He did he come back from South? He he'd gone to South Africa, I think. Uh, emigrated. Who's this? Uh, Brian. Brian. You would know him. Um, oh, you say a window man? Do you mean a window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the blazing man, really. Yeah. But he'd, he'd gone, he'd gone away and emigrated. I think it was South Africa or somewhere like that. But he had to come back to keep his status right in this country, oh, right. and um, he could have been doing national service with their Africa. system. So oh, he right. came, he came back. Of course, Terry cottoned on to him really because obviously he had a. Probably a few bob and what have you, um, and, he, and he was he was the he was the chairman, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian, I can't think of his name, but he subbed me one day down the slope. So I've only, I've been sacked once in 
What have I been playing football? I'm 72 now, so probably 50, 50, mm. 60 years. And I've been sat once by the man sat next to me. And I was then subbed by a window man. And I, but the window man, he must have been a bit of a ledge. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a long time. It's been gone a long time before that sort of joke came in. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. I used to hold you so high with that left foot. Now it's beginning to go down in that day. Uh, yeah, so notorious error for second Steve Coles. Yeah, but I, 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 well, looking back... How did you get on on the Sunday? Um, I think we won. A one without him. So yeah, like, but yeah. he didn't know that. He's just saying yeah. that. You yeah. won't know. Well, Lord, well, you, just we, says I'm going to say But were you in a bad position in the league or anything at the time to get the sack? Were you no. having a bad run? No. So it was just out of... Um, spite. spite. That's yeah. all it was. Spite. Was it? Spite. Yeah. Principles. But did you yeah. go back then after? Again? <laughs> or no? Probably. He probably begged me to go back. <laughs> <laughs> he probably up my money to 75p. Yeah. Instead yeah. of 25p. Yeah. It was pen- I thought pennies and pennies. We were... Well... I always remember, I signed, when I signed for Welton, and I tell these, I can tell you two stories, I won't tell you who the player is, but when I signed for Welton, and I signed on a contract, and I was paid £3 for contract, and £3 for expenses. So I was getting £6, I couldn't play football because I was on a contract at at, uh, Welton Rovers. I went to sign, when I was managing, and I'm not sure where it was, but I went to sign a player who lives... Kingswood side of town and we got released by Bristol City and I said come and play for me da, 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 da. he said I want 30 quid a week 30 quid and I said but you haven't done nothing he said I want 30 quid a week I said okay I'll tell you what I said I'll pay you 30 quid a week and any goal you don't score me over 30 you pay me back 30 quid a goal never signed and that's when football became more about money than it did about wanting to play and having a good time well, you got a little story about money and going back to the clandestine days. Well, in the toilet, you had to go uh, in the toilet to get your money, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you did. But mm. one day, I was sat in the toilet on the old number two, mm. and um, two people come in, Terry Gillard and A another, and um, they were negotiating. I got to be you, Eric, because it wouldn't have been me. No, it wouldn't have been me. Well... Was it me? Yeah, I never negotiated. I used to say, that's what I'm worth, pay me that or not. <laughs> Did I? Well, so I'm sat on the toilet and um, they're negotiating and blah, blah, blah. And I was on four quid. Four quid in a brown envelope. So I think the player Good is money chatting. then, Sam. So I thought, I'll buy me time. And I pulled Terry and I said, look, what's going on? I'm four quid and he's getting 12. And Taylor ran me straight as a die, and he turned around and said, "You get what you're worth." Yeah, I, and and you got to earn it. Hmm. Yeah, and I just took it on the chin. That was it. Go on with it. Yeah, yeah, good time. See, I was three times worth more than me was. <laughs> we soon swapped that when he started to go up, and I started. To get back. I, I knew it wasn't me that done it because I I couldn't add up. Well. <laughs> I, I, and I sure Tony's making that up because I never negotiated I never I didn't play for money I played for the love Eric as you know <coughs> I forget 
You always pay for the love of it. We all love football, but yeah. if someone's getting money in your team, yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah. The, that, that's, that's that's the thing. If anyone play, because we'd all play for nothing, yeah, they? yeah. And then we if you're playing a team yeah. and they're giving someone money, well, I want some of that, yeah. yeah, which is just human nature, isn't yeah. it? Although I, I I do say that when I played at Welton and you had people like Callaway and Henderson, who you knew were more than you, but you knew could win a game. Yeah. That you, what you didn't do is you didn't mind too much. I think where you had resentment is where you had a player who you felt you were better than or yeah. at least he equal to you and yeah. found out they were. Yeah. I mean, I never resented the likes of Trevor or, or Colin or Ian earning more than me because they were better players than me and brought more to the game in terms of winning. So I think I agree with you there, but, uh, you know, that yeah. is not everything. No. Well, no, because ultimately, you know, you get up on a Sunday morning and play for yeah. nothing, and you'd have done the same on a Saturday if 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 it was necessary. We used to have to pay Sunday mornings, did you pay? Yeah, we yeah. used to have to pay. We, we didn't, subs, we didn't yeah. get paid. So the Bristol Sunday League, you never got paid. You had to pay mm. to play because you had to pay for the pitch yeah. and all that. So. But sometimes you play for you had to take the kit in as well. Yeah, take your turn. So let's let's go to management. Um, you know, you've said you managed. Welton and Clandown in several episodes. Yeovil, you had a spell at Yeovil? I had a spell at Yeovil and realised that I wasn't cut out for football at a cutthroat level because of the nature of the person I am. And I could tell you many stories about when I was at Yeovil Town. I was in charge of the reserves and um, and doing quite well in the reserves. Um, and then, for whatever reason, they sacked Trevor Finnegan. Yeah. Um, and they asked me to take temporary charge. And it's like, you know, you, like all new managers, um, you, you start off well. And I always remember, and I've learned this lesson, is we played Weymouth on Boxing Day. And we went down there and beat them 6-3. So I got interviewed on the, on the radio, either on Saturday night or Sunday morning, and said, and I was trying to be clever. Oh, well, I think Mr... Because it was Brian Godfrey was manager of yeah. Weymouth. Said, I really think Mr. Godfrey's got more to worry about than I have. Within an hour, I had Brian Godfrey on the line giving me the most almighty mocking I've ever had. And I learned a lesson from that. But, but in terms of, I wasn't cut out because I, I was dealing with all my managerial life, I dealt with players who had a job and football was secondary. Mm. Suddenly going to Yeovil and managing Yeovil players, football was their livelihood and they have a different outlook. And I struggled. With, with that level. So I enjoyed it, but the, the one, when I resigned, um, was we played in the Bob Lord Trophy and we were playing at home and I just signed A.D. Morris from Bristol Rovers. And, and I won't tell you who this player is, but he was playing on the wing and I'd had a telephone call that this player had been seen in a nightclub the night before a game. So... We're, we're um, playing and we're losing, so I make this substitution. So I bring off the crowd favourite and put on A.D. Morris. So we ended up losing. And you can you remember how Yeovil used to be on the slope? Yeah. And you had to walk from the dugout to the changers. Well, as I'm walking to the jet, some chap vaulted over the wall, caught hold of me by the lapels, and probably used five F-words, and it was, while well, your manager... I'll never come and watch this club again. <laughs> and and my wife then was in the stands and I thought, you know, I don't need no. any of this. I had a fairly good job. and But it was because it was too high a level for me to manage the players. So yeah, It's a lot of work as well. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Mm. But I still say, I mean, I still work and I still work in a, a special school in Yeovil. And I say to, to my the, the kids in school, I'm the only member of staff that you can Google because you can Google me of the Yeovil Town Day. So at least I've, I've taken something from yeah, that. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah, you met Ron, Ron Saunders, didn't you as well? Didn't, didn't you tell me that you um, you phoned him up for a bit of advice? Yeah, Ron he, Saunders. He, he was manager Villa and Birmingham. And, and <laughs> I went to sign, and when I met Maxwell before he before he jumped over off the boat, he, I went to sign Stuart Gibson from uh, Oxford United, and um, he was Maxwell was there then, right. and George Graham was in the box as well. Um, and Stuart Gibson's gone on, and he's a coach somewhere in the world, brilliantly. But it didn't work out at at, um, at, at Yeovil. But those were a mix with that sort of, for a period of time. But yeah. it went for me. Yeah. I was happy to drop back into a part-time level. And they were good. a big club in the in the non-league days. I yeah, Yeovil, yeah. Years say, you? But that was always a big, a big crowd. Was, for, yeah. I always remember reading or somebody saying the three top clubs. Outside the football league were like Bath City, Weymouth, and Yeovil, yeah. but none of them could get in, could they? Because yeah. you, you had to have all the, you had the, chair, to, yeah. the chairmen yeah. from the lower divisions, I think, all had to vote. Had to vote. The old yeah. boys club there, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Brian, Brian Godfrey's Bath City team of 77, um, 77, 78. They should have gone into the football league. They lost out by one vote. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and, and that was, that was yeah. when that was when it was fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It was fixed for a long, yeah. long time. Well, they reckon fixed. most of the time it was because yeah. it was all it was all the chairman get together, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, at that time, though, if you went out the football league, if you, like you said about people's jobs, that's yeah. their likelihood. It was probably yeah. thinking they're not league. They yeah. they don't need this. Yeah. Is their job? These people do. Yeah. Because it's like you you were told all the time now, don't you about clubs that go out it's just not about the footballers it's just about all the staff around. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything that goes with it everything goes with it yeah I mean yeah, they, yeah. We went last year Burry when they, they went yeah. out and they were saying all the staff yeah. around the ground that does everything the secretaries and mm. all they have lost their jobs not mm. just the players who will yeah. go on and get hopefully another club yeah yeah, yeah. do you enjoy, did you you obviously enjoyed doing it at the time but obviously it wasn't 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 for you that level wasn't yeah. for me Manage, I love management I still got my sheepskin in the loft and I'm just waiting for the telephone to ring. Well, what, what, what I love is the three to five o'clock. I don't enjoy what goes with it, but I enjoy pitting my wits against another manager. I'm very lucky that I got grandsons that play football um, and one of them is at Melksham. So I go out and watch and I, pit, and I love that. I love pitting my wits, but, but it's the rest of it. See, that was the worst bit for me as a manager, three to five o'clock. I think that's some bad teams. <laughs> I think it was a lot of two to three o'clock. It was nil nil then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, at five o'clock, we look. He's in the bar looking forward to the next what game. What are they doing? Yeah. yeah. So and, and, and we but we had a laughing joke about it, hadn't we, Dave? But you know, he gets a call when the teams are rock bottom. You know. And, but you said about you had an interview. I did an interview in the. I think I mentioned this on another podcast, like the paper and the phone. Yeah. There, and we lost. I think we lost eight, nine nil somewhere. And he said, "What do you think?" I said, "We were lucky to get nil." <laughs> and the people at the club, the committee, yeah. they got really funny about that. Yeah. Seeing a chair, I said, well, "What do you say?" Yeah. You're yeah. Absolutely hammered. You're yeah. just, oh, you've got to try and take. You know, get yeah. a bit. Funny. Just take them off the subject, really. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I don't know about Eric, but I, I've always had the philosophy that you talk to the players behind closed doors or you take them on a one-to-one. -one. You never go out and slag off your players outside. Mm. You might as a team 
Um, and I think that holds you in good stead for, for players who, who want to, you know, want to come and play for you. Yeah. And you never really, did you? No, no. I mean, that, that in the best, I mean, you've got the rumours now, haven't you? And, and, and the manager slagging people off and all the rest of it saying they're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But you, you didn't know to do that, did you, really? You ought to, you ought, you ought, if you've got something to say to somebody, say it to his face. Yeah. And leave it at that for yeah, me, really. You don't wash your laundry in public, do you? No. Simple as. Right. A bit like you did when you phoned me from Cornwall. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. You didn't say it to yeah, your face, can, you didn't can drive I, up. Can I, just, can I just ask one answer? Can yeah. you answer one? How did it get in the papers? Yeah. Well, there must have been a mole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. You mentioned your sheepskin coat. Yes. That is pretty... Sheepskin coat, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's in there. Everybody yeah. wanted the, one. Yeah. Were you wearing it when the bloke grabbed hold of your lapels? <laughs> I can't feel I was because it was a night game. It was a night it, because Bob Lord trophies were a night game. Yeah. And I was perhaps I was more worried about my coat because I wouldn't have been anywhere out into Bristol then. So that's what I was more Aaron, worried about. Aaron, you got a bit of a story about his coat, haven't you? Well, as I recall it, really, I think we were playing in Cainshan, and this little lad was going there, and he couldn't find his mum or something or other going on and Steve said oh and my coat you'll be alright in a minute and all of a sudden he's gone off with your coat isn't he <laughs> yeah and it was a real John Bond one you know one with a real yeah. top McCoy like you John know? Watson it? Yeah. Well, I always used yeah. to have two or three because yeah. you know yeah, just I, in case. I, I always had a new one for every club and as Tony said I've had more clubs than Jack Nicholas <laughs> so I got more sheepskins and I've still got two left so I believe I've got two management jobs left so you've still got a chance then I've still got a chance and then that's it <coughs> when the last sheepskin's gone that's it <laughs> so just just to wrap up anything you'd like to share with our audience um, well no I, I, I think the only thing I'd say really is I, I quite enjoy what, what you've done and, and it's really great and it's nice to hear other people's opinion really yeah I think that you know, we've had sort of varying people now haven't we from different yeah. Sides of football, yeah. gen, like generations as well. Because we've yeah. had a couple of younger ones in, haven't we? In their in their forties, yeah, yeah, in the fifties and sixties. But yeah, it's um, yeah, the re yeah, the reason we've done it is for a bit of fun and a, a bit of humour. But I like hearing of, like the different players like you've mentioned, you know, and, and just hearing, you know, we've all played with good players, haven't we? But yeah. then when you say, oh yeah, then. You know, when it's brought up next time by someone else, oh yeah, Steve, Eric mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, just going a bit off track, but one of the best players, like, from my dad told me, just just died, Jimmy Greaves. Now, yeah. my, I can remember as a kid, my yeah. dad used to say, what a goal scorer, yeah. Jimmy Greaves. And just seeing all the tributes about him now, you know, mm. and that's yeah. probably your generation. Your sort of and, and the terrible injustice was that he never got a World Cup medal. No, because yeah. in 66... It was only eleven, yeah. and, yeah. and he he didn't make the starting eleven. They yeah. they now give everybody a medal, yeah. but he was the most. Well, he, he, got in, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah, in a previous yeah. game, yeah. and then he couldn't get back in. Yeah. I think it was Roger. No, he did say Jimmy Greaves all the time. He said he made the right decision after Ramsey. It was proved when yeah. he got hat trick in the final. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. Yeah. That didn't take away what a player he was. Yeah, he you was, see the old. Yeah. I mean, it's I know it's old footage, but. The pitches and he sort of glided yeah. over over the tackles, didn't yeah. he? Well, he's yeah. just he's just lost being the 
the most prolific goal scorer, hasn't he? Somebody else has just overtaken him. And if you think he was 80-something, so yeah. this is since he played, yeah, yeah. he was, you know, he was... Yeah. Well, in his record in English, but when they're again, yeah. he's scored 320-odd yeah. goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Shearer yeah. is a top premiership yeah. score on 260. Yeah. Mm. So they've got to get another under on top of Shearer's to catch him mm. in the top league. Yeah. Uh, some do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He was certainly yeah. a good player, that's for sure. Nice to talk to you, boys. Enjoyed that. Well, it is. And, and um, thank you for both mm. of us. We were talking. And I mean, yeah. it's so nice to talk to, to people that have played the game as well because, you, do, you know, you don't get asked awkward questions. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. neither of you made it at higher grade, but not to worry. At least you tried. Oh, you got his own back in the game. No, I won't. I had to. There used to be, when I played with Callaway, and you know you have your banter out on the pitch, so you always have your banter on the pitch, and I take this with me now, and I I even do it now. Callaway used to say to anybody who was winding him up, put your wages on the table, mate, and walk away. That was all he ever said. He didn't rise to anything, put your wages on the table, and that was it. Yeah. So, winging it. With Painter and Rico, thanks very much, Steve Coles. Thanks very much, Eric Jordan. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thank you. you